This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast presented by thesciencefictionary.com. I'm Andrew and I'm here tonight with Marisha. Hello. And David. Hello. And we are going to, this episode, we're going to just kind of talk about some of the things going on in the world of sci-fi. There's some interesting announcements uh, concerning uh, what's going on over with Marvel projects at Sony and a few other things. I think I kind of wanted to just jump in tonight and start, though, with something that we talked about last week that I wanted to follow up on. Because one of the things we talked about was Mulan Mm -hmm. and what was going on and what the Disney... Uh, was they, they call it Disney Premiere Access or I just Disney so. Premiere or yeah. whatever it is? Uh, we didn't know. We kind of talked about it. We didn't really know what it entailed, but now we do. And so I wanted real quick before we got into some of the other stuff to see what y'all thought about this now that we know what's going on. Because it appears that as a Disney Plus subscriber, once you pay the fee for that movie, it's yours. Like you can watch it. As many times as you want. As long as you keep your Disney Plus subscription active. Right. And that's in HD, UHD. That's all the the formats that they can stream in available for you for as many watches as you want to watch it. That's really cool. I don't know if I'm going to be spending 30 bucks out of my wallet uh, to watch it when it first comes out. My hope is that maybe like in a few months, they'll probably lower that price. Yeah. Um. And then I, I would imagine that probably like within a year or so, it'll just be on there for free. You know? oh, I mean, you're still going to um, get your DVD release in, you know, probably early next year. Maybe mm-hmm. even maybe even by Christmas, depending on how they decide to do that. Because the DVD, the Blu-ray should have, in theory, been available by the holidays um, based yeah, on the original release. And so I don't know. I'll be curious to see when they actually, because they're still keeping a tight lip on how long they're going to let this roll before they just release it. But I do, I do like that. I mean, for us, I mean, this is a win-win for us because like I said, this is cheaper than going to the theater and the kids can watch as many times as they want to. Enough times that we will be sick of it. Doubtless. (laughs) By the time it's all said and done. You know, ultimately, it it really boils down to the same choice people were already making. I mean, people are already making this decision when it comes to theaters. Well, I'm not going to spend the money to go to the theater. I'm just going to wait till it comes out on whatever service I watch. Mm -hmm. You know, so saying I'm not going to pay $30. Well, it's not like it's some new grand decision you're having to make. It's, yeah, the the people who weren't going to go see it, who were going to go see it in the theater, are more likely to to see it this way. Right, and like David said, you're not you're not interested. I mean, you probably won't shell off the thirty bucks for this, but if I had to guess, I would think you would probably feel a little bit different if they started if any of the MCU movies ended up going this way. If any of the MCU if any of the MCU movies went that way, I would be up until midnight for the day that it drops. 
with my credit card in hand, <laughs> ready to type in the information. Right. Yeah, definitely. You're 100% right. And actually, that, I think that's what, what's kind of interesting is that I'd probably be more likely to go see Mulan if it was going to be in theaters because I probably would, like, would have brought a date there or something like that. Yeah. So that's probably going to be a bit of like a thing where people who are less likely, you know, it's like people like going to the movies. I go into the right. movies, what's playing Mulan? I recognize that. I saw that movie when I was eight. I'll go right. see that. Yeah. Um, but you're right for like for something like if they were if Black Widow was on there, definitely or any movie that actually like really interests me. Star Wars, if they did like a Star Wars thing. Right. Um, I just really hope it doesn't lead to. Oh, season two of The Mandalorian's out. Uh, drop 15 bucks into your credit card information here and you can stream it right now or anything like that. I don't think it's going that no, way. No, I, I don't um, think it's going that way. I don't think they want, I honestly don't think they want to release any more things this way than they have to. Definitely. Because even at You're 30 right. bucks a pop, it's still not going to make a billion dollars. Well, it's, it's not going to make what it would have made in the theater and you're killing your potential uh, Blu-ray or digital sales for down the road. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that they want this to become the norm. I, I don't think, I think that you may see some things go this way where they have some projects that their, their budgets are, are big and they don't necessarily want to go or things that for some reason they don't want to go theater, but they're, they need to make more money than things. I don't think you're going to see TV shows going that way. But you could see some movies start to fall this way, but I honestly really don't think this is something Disney wants to do a lot of. I don't think... This is not what anybody wants. It, people, The people who are calling the shots right now. Because like you said, they're not going to make as much money doing this. I don't think. No, I mean, that's the thing. is Things are certainly trending to where theaters... Theaters have trended down for a number of years, but I think they can only trend down so far. Um because ultimately the best bang the best bang for the companies making movies as a theater release and six months later or I guess really they're more like four months later now a blu-ray release that's where they make the, the most money doing VOD is is going to cut into that a lot mm -hmm. um, now we may see some of this in the interim while things gear back up I mean, and I guess that's also part of the question is how long is it going to be before, but I, it's just, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all is going to fall out because, you know, we've talked about before about how this is going to have long running ramifications, you yeah. know, for, for the industry. But honestly, I think that Disney's model is going to go over better than some of the other things that they did where they were just, you know, like you can pay 20 bucks and have it for two days. Yeah. You know, like a really, just a really expensive. No, the, the, you can pay this fee and you can watch it as many times as you want. is certainly a, a the way to go. With yeah. This, but I mean, it is a little more expensive, but I think that it's, people are going to be happier with it. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't want to get stuck on that topic because we did do that last week, but we just like, we talked about it. We didn't know what was going on. Now we do. And there it is. So what else did we really have going on? Uh, David, I know you had some news you wanted to talk about coming from sony yeah uh but before that i gotta say um actually i'm really sorry i gotta go i just got a notification on my phone that big brother is on right now and i totally forgot 
and that's way more important than anything else. So <laughs> sorry, I'll. Uh, All right, well, it's been real. Wrap it up. Say lovey. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I got my dad's CBS All Access, which he thinks I used to watch Star Trek. So that's why he gave it to me. But really, I'm watching Big Brother Live. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some. there was some really exciting news. In fact, I don't usually do this. Like Usually when there's news, I just put it on our little document. I sent this straight to y'all because I was yeah. so excited about it. Olivia Wilde is going to be directing a female-centric spider movie over at Sony. Uh, when I first saw it, I, I misread it and thought it was just Marvel. I so think I was like, "Awesome MCU." Yeah, right? I think a lot of people may. I think a lot of people just read it, and even after they figured out that it said Sony, still were somehow placing it in the MCU. But I don't think you were alone well, there in was that. that. Morpheus trailer. There was that Morpheus trailer true. Uh, that had um, Michael Keaton showing up. So well, what happened with that? Maybe I don't know. We got to see the movie, I guess. I have no <laughs> idea what happened there. Um, I guess quarantine it, happened. It looks like, I guess quarantine happened. Yeah. I, mean, I just stopped hearing about it, but it, I guess Morpheus is going to be in the MCU. Hmm. Um, you had Spider-Man references. You had Michael Keaton's vulture show up. So, you know, Morpheus they, is in the MCU. I don't know if it's meant to be MCU or kind of MCU adjacent it is the, the way that, they talked about that, the head over at Sony, when she talked about that, it was a little bit confusing on how the two relate. Because mm-hmm. now there's rumors that Tom Holland's going to show up in Venom 2. Mm. Uh, and not just... Right, th- yeah. Okay, so early on, there were some rumors that Tom Holland was going to show up as Pete, that we were just going to kind of uh, get a Peter Parker cameo, not necessarily Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Now there's some rumors out there, and whether they're true or not, I don't know, but there are rumors that Spider-Man is going to show up in Venom 2. And, you know, that may have been part of the bargaining chip to get a chance to make a third Spider-Man movie over at Marvel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe it. And stranger things have happened in the world of comic book uh, entertainment. So definitely possible. And so it's definitely possible that Morpheus is in it, and it's definitely possible that whatever this movie from Olivia Wilde is, is going to be in the MCU. I I mean, of course, the obvious thought is Spider-Woman, right? Going to get a Spider-Woman movie. Yeah. But there have been rumors for years about a Black Cat Silver Sable movie. Oh. Now, I don't even, I'm sure y'all know who Black Cat is. Have you ever even heard of Silver Sable? I have, but it's one of those that I, I kind of stumbled across. Like, I am i don't really know anything about the character, but I have... Other than that it mm-hmm. exists. Other than that the character exists. I know nothing about the character. Uh, that's how most people are. Don't, I mean, don't don't feel bad about it. Silver Sable, she was in the, the, the um, she was a big part of the Spider-Man game that came out recently, so that's kind of her claim to fame. But, uh. but anyway, there's been rumors about a Black Hat Silver Sable movie for years called Silver and Black. And I have laughed at that idea forever because the only reason they were going to make it was because that's all they got is Spider-Man characters, right? Uh, and <laughs> right. I've laughed at that idea forever. But you know what? Jared Leto dressed like a vampire. So they they did that. <laughs> so And I joked about Morpheus for a long time. I was like, there's no way they're making Morpheus. And they made Morpheus. There's no way they're making Tom Hardy Venom. They made Tom Hardy Venom, so... It's very possible Silver Black movie could be coming and that that's what Olivia Wilde could be directing. More than likely, it is just a Spider-Woman movie. 
And so, so the real interesting question becomes, is it going to be a classic regular old spider woman that we all, that like the majority of people know, or is it going to be the new like super mega hit that came out just a couple years ago of Gwen Stacy, spider woman from an alternate universe. Right. I would have said there's no way, but she was in spider verse and, and she was, was a, a really big hit. hit. She's a, I mean, she is a character that has been, I mean, you go to cons and you see tons of spider Gwen. You see that everywhere. The second that that comic book came out, I remember I bought it and was read it. It's, instantly one of the biggest things in comic books she got her own series like a month later because mm-hmm. uh, it was that big of a deal spider gwen and she actually is referred to as spider woman but you know yeah. the fans it is spider gwen right yeah. and so i could see that being a real possibility honestly right only because of how popular it is even as, as weird as it kind of is well to like have a movie that not only is it not going to be in the mcu it's going to be in an alternate timeline mm-hmm. from everything else because gwen stacy is alive and a spider woman and right peter parker is like the lizard or something yeah that's um i thought he was dead um he, he is dead but he was the lizard at some point okay <laughs> like he was the lizard and then he died okay uh, so yeah, and I mean, there's there are how many different versions of Spider Woman are there? Man, there's and just like Marvel six sixteen, um, I think there's been like three or four different people to take up the mantle of Spider Woman. Wow! Uh, the name of the classic, most known Spider Woman is slipping my brain right now. Um, Jessica Drew. But that's because she's not. That's thank you. I was I was thinking like Jessica Drake. No, it's Jessica Drew. That's exactly what's the, yeah. Jessica Drew is like the prime Spider-Woman, but there have been a couple different people to take up the Spider-Woman mantle. Um, mm-hmm. None that are really notab- notable. So if that's the Spider-Woman we're getting, we're, it's, it's more than likely going to be Jessica Drew. And she's a significant enough character. She's been a part of the Avengers and, and was a big deal in a few Marvel-centric events, like Secret Invasion and stuff like that. So okay. she's prominent enough. I mean, right. there have been movies made about less popular characters (laughs) so that's likely so it's probably it's probably 50 50 jessica drew or spider gwen Mm -hmm. if that is the movie that we're getting but i really think that anything is possible we could be getting a silk movie which is another spider woman um character that's was bitten by the same spider as peter parker and so her and peter parker like are like caused by nature to just want to mate because they're natural naturally compatible and they're going to make spider babies and stuff like that oh, it's a it's a weird story dear that's uh, but, very but weird. silk is fairly popular amongst comic book fans so there's a lot of different possibilities more than it would seem yeah it, w- it would seem like it's fairly straightforward but really it's a big toss-up of what this movie could be mm-hmm. so what do you think about the choice of olivia wilde i I'm in love with Olivia Wilde, so that's cool with me. I mean, that's um, the thing is she's. I mean, as an actress, she's great. I, I just, right. I, it's kind of a like. I mean, she she's made one movie. What movie did she make? That's she a, made a movie that made came movie. out last year called Booksmart. Uh, it had a. You know what I think? I it had Caitlin uh, Caitlin Deaver in it that was on Last Man Standing, the Tim Allen show. Yeah, I saw Last Man Standing. It seems very like American Pie esque. The book, the right? Movie. You know, I think I did see that. I think or, I yeah. did 
I didn't see it, but I saw the trailers and stuff. I mean, just the same kind of like college kids do raunchy things, kind of. Yeah, I mean, this. I right. don't, it, I don't know that it was near that as far. I don't know that it went as far as uh, American Pie did, but it, it may have. But I mean, it was a, it was an okay movie. It reviewed okay. It has a decent audience score. I, and I'm fine with it. And and sometimes this is just the way it works out. You get a relative unknown. I mean, not that she's an unknown, but as a director, as a director, yeah, she's has mm-hmm. her resume is very short. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I I guess this is coming on the heels of the success of Booksmart because I, I do think it did well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as as when I said I'm in love with Olivia Watt, I wasn't just talking about her looks. Uh, I actually meant that I have seen a lot of stuff that she's in. Yeah. And I'm a, I think she's a great actress. I'm a huge fan of hers. And because I was a huge fan, I went out of my way to watch as many like interviews and podcasts and things with her um, as much as I could, especially when I was like watching House. It's one of my favorite shows. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to just know more about her and stuff like that. And, and from those, from my perceptions of, of those kinds of things, she seems very intelligent, very um, creative and, and yeah. knowledgeable of of creating content. Yeah. You know? and, and I don't, and like I don't think said, there's any, just be, yeah. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I think, I, I mean, right. you're talking about somebody that doesn't have very much of a resume, but I, I think you're talking about someone who's going to give it her all to make a great movie. Well, and she's been in the industry for a really long time. You don't, you don't, you're not in Hollywood for that long without picking some things up. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's sort of how I felt. And, and I think that she'll bring something to it that wouldn't have been there before, which I think is, does that make sense? Like, I, I feel like it's going to not just be a generic movie yeah. because of her. Like, I just get that sense from her that she's a creative person like that. Also, I had this thought, could, could there be a possibility that she's going to direct? Could she also be starring in this maybe? I mean, that's not, that's yeah. been done before. Yeah, for sure. And she's definitely around that age look demographic to play maybe not spider gwen but definitely jessica drew yeah that's what i was just thinking she could i'd probably love that yeah she could i kind of doubt it the the directing and and acting you know the directing and starring thing is kind of a rarity and is becoming more of a rarity but it's, I won't say it's impossible. It's certainly possible. And, and she would, I think she would fit that role well. Oh, she'd be a great She-Hulk. Yeah. Well, it sounds like oh. we, for, it sounds almost for sure that we were getting um, Allison Brie. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with as well. But now yeah. I'm just thinking like, man, I want Olivia Wilde in the MCU somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's just right. on my head. Not just MCU adjacent in the actual MCU. <laughs> Yeah, see you adjacent, like whatever that uh, means. <laughs> whatever that yeah, whatever that means, which I'm sure we'll talk about that more later when we bring up Agents of Shield. What yes. does it mean to be in the MCU and not in the MCU? Right. Yeah. At this point, it's that's a, a legitimate question. Um, I think we're probably about. But that. if we get a Spider Woman movie, yeah. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. If we get a Spider Woman movie. It'll probably be like Morpheus, like MCU adjacent. It'll be, I feel like it'll be a thing where if later they decide that they want it to be, then, yeah. oh, it was in the MCU all along. Mm-hmm. And right. if they don't, they'll just ignore it and forget it ever happened. Like Daredevil and Luke Cage. Right. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll, they'll pretend that it's in the same 
existence until Sony and Disney quit playing well together, and mm-hmm. then it'll be something. Then different. somebody <laughs> takes their ball and goes home, and then we'll, you know, I'll have exactly. to refigure our uh, our canon out. That's always a question, yeah, Star Wars fan. Is it canon or is it not? That's always the MCU question too. Is it canon or is it not? Right. So, what else did we have in the way of news? Uh, Batman logo. New Batman logo. Yeah. I, I guess I missed the new Batman that logo. Great Jim Lee art. That up. I'm very excited about that. Um, I mean, it just looks like a Batman logo, but the Jim Lee art looks incredible. I want that on a poster. Uh, very, very red. Very red. Yeah. Which is interesting. That actually probably hasn't really been done before. Like, sort of leaning on this. I, I get I, just from that, and from like the the director that Matt Reeve kind of is. It's that's probably going to be like a very um, present aesthetic in the movie. Mm-hmm. Black and red is probably going to be like everywhere. Sort of the same way like in Batman Begins is very yellow. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this is going to be very red. Which, yeah, cool. And that's I, I always like that. interesting, you know, for movies to kind of do something like that, you know, to kind of have a, a color kind of aesthetic that they lean into. I like the logo. Batman fits that. Yeah, that's a it, it's a good looking logo. It's very bat. It's kind of all there is to say about it. Yeah. It's a bat. It's a bat and it's, it's a red. Bat. <laughs> yeah. But I guess there's still reminding us that it's a thing, you know, every once in a while. So there's going to be a lot more news. Because that's the thing. Like There was a lot of stuff that's like teasers for teasers that will be shown off tomorrow. I know. Why is that so, a thing now? Um, it's like, get ready. The trailer is dropping tomorrow. Like, come on, just drop yeah, it. Yeah, a trailer for the trailer. Like, all the Star Wars p- Twitter people have been like in a tizzy for the past two days because there's a rumor that they're going to drop the Mandalorian trailer. It's like. How did like this become a thing where there's like teasers for the teasers and then there's the you know then you have to wait three months for the next real trailer? It's like this is this is getting a little out. Okay, of hand it here. looks like the actual event starts is running all day Saturday, and then we'll have a second part on September twelfth. Oh okay. Oh cool. So they're spreading it out of over a couple of weekends. So cool. Interesting. The uh, the. Follow-up is Explore the Multiverse. Well, that'll be interesting. I expect we'll have some lots of good Batman stuff to talk about next week. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a, a Snyder Cut stuff probably is going to be uh, in yes. there. There's going to be a whole lot of um, yeah. stuff like that. That's, that's the thing. Like, the news was kind of just like, there will be news in a minute, like right. next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of just seems like how everything's kind of just rolling right now. It's like Star Wars is the same way. It's like, and eventually something's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I, what I am curious before uh, about is Marvel hasn't done it in a few years. But for a while there, every time DC would make a big announcement, Marvel would drop something on top of it. And so I'm, I'm really curious yeah, to see that. if they drop something Saturday. Because we, we're due for some trailers for some of these TV series or something, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. I, I actually forgot about that, but I do remember. And especially whenever I was just, like, really hating on DC Whenever DC would drop something, I'd get excited because it meant Marvel was probably about to drop something too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marvel. Uh, 
that's a great point. So yeah, I would I would kind of like to see that uh, kick back off with uh, maybe Marvel's got something they can drop on us. Um, heck, it ought to be about time to drop it. It's a little early, but they could drop an Eternals trailer on us, at least a teaser. Yeah, because that's in February. When did that get pushed back to February? Fe- exactly. February. Yeah, that's a ba- we haven't seen, all we've seen for that is pictures. Yeah, which is really funny especially but i guess marvel is kind of now they're at a point where they don't have to like they just they, put their name on it and they don't have to <laughs> right they don't they don't necessarily have to jump in there and go but yeah look at this anymore you know it's... don't forget <laughs> no one's forgetting yeah i'm ready to see something from shang chi as well yeah shang chi is gonna be a really interesting one they're probably my guess would be that they're afraid to push those until they finally get black widow out yeah like they want to get that out I, of the way i think that's the other ones. yeah I think that's true. But yeah, Shang-Chi is going to be a real sleeper, probably. I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. Bruce Lee and the... If that's an entire movie that looks like the scene from Endgame with Hawkeye in Japan, then I am 110%. Right, and we finally Um, get to see um, uh, the Mandarin. Mandarin. The real Mandarin, which they teased like... Freaking ten years ago at this point, that there <laughs> was know. a real man. Yep. And Everybody they just never followed so up. So I, I like when they're using continuity because, huh? Oh, everybody was so mad. They were like fake man. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was fine with the list as a um, part of the movie. Like I didn't, I wasn't, but I'm not like I gotta see the Mandarin. Like I'm not like you know the biggest Mandarin fan in the world, but I think it'd be cool to see it. But I, I was disappointed when they didn't follow up on it. And as great as the MCU is, they often have trouble following up on their continuity. They do. Um, That's why I'm glad they're bringing, um, oh, what's his name, back as the villain in Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Zemo. Yes. Uh, Zemo, exactly, yeah. Play with your continuity. Uh, talk about it. It's why Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably wasn't as big as it could have been because they just didn't want to yep. play ball. Yeah. Well, that was when, you know, part of the big, the big mess up there was when they decided to split TV off from the MCU. And I cannot even remember the guy's name they put in charge of Marvel TV, but Jeff Loeb. Okay. And he couldn't get anything off the ground. Like they had agents of shield and then they, it was all, it was all about, it's all connected and then when it got split off, it just slowly became two separate things. And and then there were all these other rumored Marvel shows we were supposed to get over at ABC, and none of them ever came to fruition. Oh, except for the Inhumans. Right. They got Inhumans off the ground. And <laughs> thank it, it thank was God for that. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> um, that was like such Marvel's a... Most Wanted was one of them. Well, they did. They... Um, they were supposed to do a Mockingbird spinoff show. Oh, that's right. That's why Mockingbird. Right, it was Marvel's hunting. Most Wanted. Was that Marvel's Most Wanted? Right. Okay, so yeah, they were supposed to it do was, that. It was one. Mockingbird and her and and Hunter was his name. Right? Yeah. So they were supposed to do that one, and they were supposed to do what was the other one? What is the crew? The cleanup crew that showed up in Spider Man. Uh, damage Control. Damage Control. They were supposed like to do that, a Damage right? Control TV show. Yeah, and, and none, yeah. none of those. I, I ever. remember that. I remember that because. I think Screen Junkies made like a parody of it that we watched at Comic Con once okay. <laughs> or something. But uh, and that's the most we ever got out of that. But yeah, you're right. Like they they did have that problem, and 
and then and and at the same time with under Jeff Lowe, they they started coming up with all these TV shows over on Hulu that yep never either didn't get off the ground um, or were off the ground, but then no one gave a crap. Did y'all ever watch Runaways? Yeah, we did. I mean, it was really? okay. Yeah. That's I I could not be bothered. We watched um, the first to, to season of it, and I I just never cared anything about continuing it beyond that. Um, like I'm, I mean, I read I'm the just, book. I have the book. It's a great book. Yeah. It was one of those things. It was okay if I didn't have anything else to watch. I'd which watch sometimes it. we didn't. But which I'm pretty sure is how we ended up watching it because we just kind of like ran out of other stuff, and so well, let's try this. And I mean, um, and we watched. But by that point, I knew that this show wasn't going to matter. Right. Right. And then there was There's the no one... way that they're, they're showing up. Yeah, exactly. Well, then there was the one with Polaris, and uh, what was that? I don't even remember. What was that one? Oh, jeez. It was like it was like the X Men, but they weren't calling it X Men. They were like the people that the X Men left behind when they and they were like real, but they it's like she was like Magneto was clearly her dad, but they never said Magneto. They were always like him, he. What is the name of that show? Wait, was this in the MCU? The Gifted. The Gifted. No, it's a Fox show. Oh, that's, it wasn't on Hulu. Oh, right? It was okay. on Fox. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had yeah, some of the Fox. There's so many Marvel TV shows. Yeah, I mean, they had some of the, the kind of like like late era of X Men in it, and uh, oh, interesting. And it, it wasn't terrible. I mean, they did some really cool stuff with the effects and stuff for TV, but it just... It did not get better as it went. It didn't. Like, it started off, you know, as a lot of things do, started off pretty strong, and then the longer it went, the less I cared. Yeah. But anyway, we didn't necessarily segue into this the best way we could have, but the whole thing we're trying to get to talk to here is... Um, Speaking of Marvel TV shows... <laughs> is that we want to talk about the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. It's a show that I loved. I watched it all the way through. And some seasons were better than others. They had a couple of seasons where it really kind of kind of lost its way. Um, I really feel like they kind of found a way to bring it back around with this last season. Mm-hmm. But overall, just a good show, good characters. Um, and it stays, other than really the season before the last season, it really stayed pretty consistent uh, for the first Several seasons, it just felt like it just kept getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for several years, it was like, wow, this show just... Get-. And then it... And honestly, it was the point where they really decided to totally ditch the MCU continuity that, like, then there was the, you know, um, all the things with the, the Kree. Yeah. Some of the Kree well, stuff was got got kind of bizarre one of the things that happened one we had the marvel tv was separated from movies into a separate department which we already mentioned Mm -hmm. and then we had this kind of thing where joss whedon kind of lost a little bit of favor with the networks Mm -hmm. all the networks yeah um so some of that kind of hurt it now of course you know one of the things about it is we did have uh, the same showrunners for the entire show, which is kind of a rarity these days. Yeah. But uh, Jed Whedon and his wife uh, ran the show for its entire run. 
And overall, I think did a great job with it. Now, David, when was the last time before watching this season? Because David binged the whole season this week, week just to be able to talk mm-hmm. about the final season. How many seasons did you actually miss? Quite a few. I think I stopped right before Ghost Rider. Okay. Oh, yes. So that's it's, been, it's been a bit. It has been a, a, a real minute. Yeah, and you actually ought to go back and watch the Ghost uh, Ghost Rider episodes were actually some really good episodes. Yeah. I, did I like think the- I watched, like, the highlights of, like, the cool Ghost Rider stuff mm-hmm. because I saw pictures of them and I was like, oh, that looks like Ghost Rider from the comic book I'm reading. They actually did it. Yeah. Um. So I checked that out. I knew it was good. But at that point, there was so much stuff, and I did love the first few seasons um, mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. But by that point already, I was kind of feeling this, like, every episode, I, I, I cared less and less as things just progressed in certain ways. Yeah. And, ev- and, and w- it wasn't even, like, a dramatic, I'm done. It was just, like, a, eventually, it was Tuesday night, and I didn't turn on the TV. Yeah. Um, like- and, and never looked back until now when y'all brought it up and and i um i actually wasn't able to watch the whole season because on hulu they only have episode seven. Oh no uh, is the earliest they have oh man but it, but it's okay it's okay i'm sure they were great episodes that was actually uh, some of the watched, best like, of quick, the season but yeah that's a shame i kind of watched like the uh the quick like try to get caught up a little bit right uh, like like videos and, re- and read some recaps and then i watched from seasons from episode seven to 13 and, um, yeah, I got a, I got a lot to say about it. So, yeah, well, it's, yeah, I mean, that was the last time I, it's been a while though. So when these shows, I was kind of looking at the, uh, the rankings for these shows for each consecutive season. And despite the fact that I still feel like seasons one through four were all really good and season two or three may have been the best. It just, it's a, it's so the first season, which ran in 2013 and 2014, it's rank. It was 40, the one of the, it was the 43rd ranked show on TV, average viewers, 8.31 million. Huh? Uh, that's actually really strong. That's comparable to what the X-Files was doing in its heyday. Mm-hmm. But by the next year, it was down to 7.09, just, just over hair over 7 million viewers. Uh-huh. By season three, it was down to five and a half million. Yeah. All the way down to last season was only averaging two and a quarter million viewers per episode. Wow. It's a little bit of a wonder they got renewed at all. Um, right. So, yeah, it's kind of a wonder they that they got it renewed. And I, I think that... I think that's why... I mean, you know, they took a year and a half to develop this final season... Yeah. And put it in a summer slot, so yeah. it didn't get one of the primetime fall slots. Right. And so I think that was kind of the agreement. And I, I do think the viewership, from what I recall seeing per episodes, probably back up a little bit this year. Yeah. But the fact that it ran seven seasons and never had an average viewer rating like it did in its first season is... Um, interesting to say the least. It's kind of a wonder it ran seven seasons. I think a lot of people were kind of unhappy with the way the first season ended. I think Ward was a little bit of a fan favorite and people were really mad when he turned out to be the bad guy. And then he wasn't like a sympathetic bad guy. It was like, no, 
he just dropped his best buddy into the bottom of the ocean, kind of bad guy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that probably affected some some response. Yeah, because that, that was, a you know, for people like us who just love good old, like, twists and t- storytelling and stuff, that was a moment for me that made me, like, want to see the next season right freaking now. Because right. I thought it was, like, a great twist and worked really well. But I could see that for the average viewer being, like, Oh, Ward, the cute one, is the bad guy? No, uh, no, thank you. And then turning it off. Right. Um, but I, I, what I'd probably guess is the this is the real culprit for why it just kept free-falling is because it felt like every season it became more and more clear that after like the first like two seasons, really, at that point it became more and more, more, and more clear that this is not going to be connected to the MCU anymore. Yeah. In any significant way. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the we, end of the first season, we had Nick Fury show up, and that's great. And then, but so so the, the, from season one, or was it the end of the second season? We had Nick Fury show up. I, uh, I don't remember. It was second because that's when they killed Garrett. Okay. Oh, I was so glad when he died. Oh. But yeah, I mean, we yeah. had people like Fury show up, and we had Mariah Hill. Uh, Mariah Hill showed up. Lady Sif showed up. But yeah. beyond season two, it, it became, you're right, it became more and more apparent that it's it's beginning to unravel as far as being connected. And I, I think once it, and that's what I keep saying, you know, a lot of these people, a lot, you hear the, the advocates out for certain things that you're saying, well, no, it's not that important, especially over at Lucasfilm, where it's, it's not important if it's canon. Well... When something's as big as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, it's kind of important if it's tied to it or not. So, yes, I think you're right. I think that the more obvious it became and the further it distanced itself, because where it really falls here is episode or season five is when it really kind of falls below what you would expect to get renewed. And it kept getting renewed is when it became very obvious, when the time, when it was obvious that we had left the primary timeline. Right. And I'm still unclear as to whether or not, well, I'm still unclear as to whether we ever actually really left the original timeline prior to last season. And then I'm unclear if we did, like, did we actually get back to the prime timeline or was there a timeline in between the prime timeline and the timeline that we were in for most of this season? I, I, I don't know. Like, that's the other thing is it got confusing. Well, and time travel does that, unfortunately. And when they di- first did the time traveling thing back, what, two or three seasons ago when they were at the lighthouse, it the the um, it got really hard to follow. I think they did a masterful job of the time travel stuff in this season. Yes. But I think when they did it the mm-hmm. first time that it was... Very, very confusing the first yeah. time around. And and I think that lost a lot of people because I was watching it. I was still enjoying things about it, but I honestly was very confused about how the timelines related. Uh, my assumption is that they made it back to the prime timeline at the yeah. end of this season. With the way it ended, it kind of feels like we can just kind of like write off any of the confusion before and be like, okay. The characters that we care about are sitting pretty in the main timeline with 
where where Iron Man died, where Captain America's old now, and they're all just hanging out. Right. Like that's that's and Quake is part I, of I, Sword. I'm able to put my mind there. Yeah. Right, and, and we got some fairly, what I thought was fairly clear indication of maybe having brought it back around and reconnected it, and maybe Quake is part of part of Sword, which we saw a little bit of. Um, you know, I with, hope I actually have a note about that. So, um, just generally speaking, like what did it, what did you, David, what did you think about the way they wrapped up the series? Right, so it was a very. I have a very unique perspective coming into this this season because I'm a guy who did start the show and then dropped it for a long time, and now coming back do pretty much an entirely different show. Right, um, took me a, a hot minute to really ground myself and what was going on. Uh, a lot of new characters, but right. there were still enough care. There were still plenty of characters that I, you know, you have. Simmons, you have Fitz, you have May, you have Coulson, you have well, even if it's a robot Coulson, but still, you know, yeah. kinda. And then you have Daisy, and I even Max. So like, there's enough characters there that I'm like, okay, let's see what they're up to. And, and I was able to reconnect, and I was very confused for a long time, but I had to put that aside and understand I'm gonna be confused. Let's just watch it. And I thought that just watching it with that point of view, it was great television. Um, many. That the episode that I first watched was the the time loop one where Daisy kept uh, w- kept like waking back up and having to go wake up Coulson and and that was great. getting something to a time vortex. Yeah, excellent TV. Like uh-huh. just hilarious, dramatic. Took me a second to figure out what was going on. <laughs> really tense. Didn't know what was going to happen. Really great stuff. Um, loved it. And then from there on. I thought the episodes were pretty good stuff. I mean, I, I enjoyed the characters enough that I remembered to keep watching it. Um, right. I Even the ones that I hadn't seen, they, I, I quickly was able to figure out what they're all about and who they are and what's mm-hmm. going on with a little bit of Google involved in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was super invested in Fitzsimmons stuff <gasps> because – right. I was like, I got to figure out what happened here. Uh, I see that Gemma's wearing a wedding ring. Uh, what's what's going on? Because I I never saw them get married. Remember, so right. Um, so that was great, and that kept me really invested. And up until the end, by the end of it, I, I was feeling really happy and had a huge smile on my face. I loved watching the season. There were great moments. Uh, moments where literally I would like, I was watching it on my phone. I would, I would drop my phone and throw my hands up and like have my jaw dropped. Um, for example, whenever, uh, Simmons goes fits, who's fits. I like dropped <laughs> right. my phone and was like, no, I said out loud, no, don't do this to me. Right. Um, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, but I did, still did see like the first like four seasons of their, of their story, which was excellent. And, I love the way that wrapped up. Um, thank God for that, for them giving those two a happy ending together. Um, I would have been outraged. Honestly, um, I think that did. was one of the things that hurt the show over time was that was the the abuse that fit, particularly Fitz received over the course of the show. 
Mm-hmm. He was yeah. able to do it because he's a really good actor. And so they were able to yeah. use that and, and have him go through some really difficult things in the show. But I think there were a lot of people. In fact, I know good and well I saw several people on in my Twitter feed that were like, I wasn't going to watch the final season of S.H.I.E.L.D. until I saw the image of them with the child. And when I saw that screenshot, I went, okay, I can watch this because they're not going to... Mm-hmm. Do something horrible else, to fit Simmons. Something else horrible. <laughs> right. I mean, they have put those right. poor little characters through the most terrible stuff in the course of this show. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, but just really interesting to watch the show. Probably the biggest show shift that I've ever witnessed from like the start of the show being about these like agents who like are with this cool hacker chick mm-hmm. and they're just solving problems to this, um, this straight up science fiction, like traveling to through space and time vortexes and right. mm-hmm. crazy stuff like that. Um, the villains were, were interesting. So that guy who, and at first I didn't realize that that was young Garrett. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. Uh, um, because they didn't say his name for a while. They probably had beforehand, um, but I just didn't realize it in the episode I was watching until he met Coulson and said, yeah, you memorized me with the space laser. And I'm like, is that Garrett? And then he called him Garrett. And I was like, oh, because at that point, I was like, this guy's acting is horrible. What is he doing? Who is this goofy-looking <laughs> crazy mother? You know. And um, then I realized, oh, it's Garrett. Oh, he's acting just like Bill Paxton was. <laughs> Oh, that's Bill Paxton's son. Is it um, really? That made me. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he really. I saw, yeah. I saw in the credits. I saw like, I think his name. I don't remember his name, but I saw Paxton. I'm like, oh, is it Bill? Pa- yeah, it's Bill Paxton's son. Oh, and then it all great. clicked. I'm like, yep, that is 100. percent Okay, now I'm okay with his acting because the way that he smiles uh-huh. and laughs and says things. Yeah, there's exactly. no doubt. Sorry, there's like there's like that. once you realize it's him, it's like, yeah, there's no doubt who that is. It's <laughs> Right, um, exactly. He's definitely so Garrett. I thought that was great yeah. and I love that. Uh, rest in peace, Bill Paxson. Um what a national treasure. I loved Bill Paxson yep. when he was back on the show. And what a great, great twist trying to be bad guys. And oh yeah, young Bill pa- young John Garrett, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um my, I'm sorry about my dogs. They calm down. Hopefully, in a minute. Um, the other villain, whose name I can't even remember, because uh, he didn't really stick with me that well. Who was like the main villain? Uh, the guy uh, Nathaniel, who wore trench coats. Uh, the yeah, Nathaniel Malik. Nathaniel, yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I, I liked his perspective. I, I understood why he was doing what he was doing. So that's always good. Yeah. Um, but I, I I didn't really get on board. I mean, like. The, the pop culture references got a little um, obnoxious for me from him, but I did die laughing when they went into the quantum verse and he said, um, we got pulled out of time and into this Grateful Dead poster. <laughs> that was hilarious. I died laughing. That's funny. Um, I loved seeing May and her ending. What's mm-hmm. going on with her? Can she feel people's emotions? Is she yeah. inhuman now? Uh, so basically, she was. I'm trying to remember. They killed her. The sh- the, they, the the creatures the, killed the her strike. at the end of the last season. 
the, the shrike killed her, right? Yeah, they made a joke about that, about like how all of them have died seven times. Yeah, now that one I also isn't one of my... Fa- I think at some point people started to be like, okay, you can only kill these people so many times. Right. With Coulson, it, it kind of worked, but like everybody else you kept... Because Coulson had... It was... That was kind of the the punchline of the whole series anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, May was uh, essentially killed by the Shrike in the last season and something with that. And I honestly, I can't Simmons, because it's been Simmons almost Simmons put two her in years. some kind of, um, Simmons revived her basically. Yeah. Because it's been almost two years. I don't remember exactly what happened, but yeah, when she comes out of it, she's got these, um, she can basically feel people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, I like seeing Mac and where he's at, uh, now, with the end, especially the intro of him on the helicarrier, mm-hmm. if they bring up Shield again in the MCU and he's not there, I'm gonna be beyond pissed off. I mean, because I, he's the director of Shield now. It's it's time to bring Shield back, right? In the MCU, proper. They've gotta. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they've gotta. We're, we're doing all this scroll, stuff with all like, these like, characters, and Shield just doesn't exist in the MCU. It's like let's let's bring it back, you know. Civil War has been a little exactly. while. And you got all these new movies coming. It's got to come back. Not Civil War. Well, what was the one where they... Captain America? It, where they... Where she, yeah, where Winter they, Soldier? She, Winter Soldier, right? That was the one yeah. where they uh, revealed all of the, the right. bad yeah, stuff. That, that Hydra had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. So but, I better see Mac there. I better see some yeah. of these characters. Also, you know at the end of Far From Home when Nick Fury is like on a spaceship going right. somewhere right yeah daisy should be on that ship too yeah i mean i fully believe really that be that's that going ship. to wind up being some sort of that that's an or some sort of orbital space station is is what i believe that is that we saw there and i believe that's okay. going to be the sword headquarters it just, should be and it looks like daisy is in sword that would be incredible there's you gotta i it's, I, it's the next step yeah, I mean, and so that was actually, and I'll give Marisha a chance to talk about her, what she thought about the the way it ended, and we'll just, and we'll we'll kind of conclude in a minute with talking about the finale itself. Okay. But before we kind of get to the to that, while we're kind of there, because we actually talked about this about a month ago, what do y'all think about Quake showing up in the MCU, like in in a movie? I would love to see Quake in a movie. I think she's a, has become a more interesting character. Like some of the characters, like I mean, I don't feel like Yo Yo ever gotten any more interesting as 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 time progressed, really. Um, but I feel like Quake did, even if they did change her name seven times. Uh, specifically, there were some rumors. Well, I think the rumors were actually sparked by her by by. Um, what is the actress's name? Uh, Chloe, Chloe Bennett. Bennett. By Chloe Bennett actually saying that she wanted, if they made that Marvel all-female team-up team movie. Up movie, that she wanted to be in it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the question was, specifically, what did y'all think about that? Like, would y'all like to see her in that? And, and where I go with that is... At this point, when you look across the history of the MCU, because by all accounts, even though it has been somewhat separated, S.H.I.E.L.D. is still technically part of the MCU. 
what what character other than Black Widow, what female character other than Black Widow in Scarlet Witch has earned that spot more? Yeah. I mean, she's been doing this for 10 I'd years. i more than Scarlet Witch. Maybe. I, the only thing is that Scarlet Witch played such a massive role in the, in that last, the last couple of movies. And the fact that she is acknowledged by, and of course this may be the reason that, she may not show up in a team-up movie, but uh, acknowledged by Kevin Feige as the most powerful Avenger currently. Yeah. Um, you're you know, right. You're right. But still, like, you're right, though. With Without, I mean, Daisy, it's, it's up. I can't think. Who else? Um, I mean, you've got other, you've got other good be, female characters. Too. Yeah. You've got other good female characters, but I feel like, I feel like these characters have earned have earned their spot. Well, in a lot of the same way that it was like Scarlett Johansson, by golly, deserves her own movie. She does. She absolutely does. She deserved to be the first. She deserved to be the spot that Wonder Woman got as the first female-led superhero movie. Like, yeah, in the modern. I mean, in, modern. In, 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 in modern, you know, kind of the modern uh, comic book movies. But that didn't happen. However, you know, she, she has been at this a long time and she has been, you know, really a good ambassador for the brand, whatever, whatever. But I feel like, I, th- I think you're right. I think that Chloe Bennett has uh, really got a lot invested in this. And I think... She's paid her dues. Yeah. Put her in a movie. Yep. Um, and that, because that's how, exactly how I felt about Black Widow. Um, I, I know the Black Widow movie hasn't always been a popular idea, but the bottom line is, is like she's been great, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're talking about a great actress. Like freaking put her in a movie already. Absolutely. Um, so, kind of getting back to Marisha, what did you think about the last season as a whole? Uh, well, you know me. I love me some time travel. Like that's my jam. And you now you missed most of the. The best time travel episodes. Okay, so yeah, the the best, some of the best time travel episodes of TV ever are the first few episodes of this season. So when they put them all back where you can watch them, you definitely should because basically we had them jumping through from what the sixties. No, they but started the twenties. We did the twenties. Yeah, because they were we, in the speakeasy. And then we wow. jumped all the way up to. Did we jump to the forties or the fifties? The the forties and then the fifties. We did 40s and 50s. I think we did 40s and 50s. And then at least for sure the 70s and 80s as well. And the yes. 80s episode is one of my favorite episodes of this show ever. Yeah. Okay, so a little That's bit of That's awesome. Backs- I did love the time travel. Yes, absolutely. You know, because Deke is one that kind of like, he, he comes back with them from the future. You know, and kind of his time his timeline yeah, sort of disappears. Yeah. So he, And so he like... They they sort of just like like let him loose in the world and then they like track him down and he has been like building this giant tech empire with shield um stuff. I mean all all this like shield information that he like squirreled away. He's been building this tech empire with it. And he's like got this, you know, he's like rolling around his office on the he's set. The new, he's he's Apple. Like yeah. he's built this new tech empire. 
But then through the course like, of this, like I think when they like leave, Marty McFly with the almanac. Yes, exactly. exactly. And then when they leave him in the because he gets left by accident in the seventies or in the early eighties, maybe, uh-huh. and then they jump just like a few three years, years ahead, three years ahead. So he's been there for that time, and Matt, him and Matt get left when the ship jumps, and he builds this like. One, he starts a rock band and he's just ripping off music from the nineties, <laughs> early from the late eighties and nineties. <laughs> and he's, just, and he's also he's right, right. So he's like this, like he's the most brilliant songwriter alive because he's just like ripping off the greatest hits from the late eighties <laughs> and nineties. Go ahead. <laughs> and he's uh, and he's basically also he's using that as a front, and he's basically created his own. Shield. He's yeah. He's got all these his band members. He's told he's told them that they're shield agents. He's yeah, his got band them. members are all agents, <laughs> and they're like doing missions. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So, so you, you definitely have. I to love give the it. rules of time travel uh, in this episode. In these in, in the these last few episodes, it, it from the looks of it, it looks like it pretty much follows the rules. Yeah. That were used in Endgame. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it does. And that was one of the things that I thought was really great was they essentially used the tech from Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, literally he's in an Ant-Man helmet. Right. <laughs> which I thought was freaking dope. So like, I love that. That's one of the moments where I was like, holy crap. I love that they brought it back around and seemingly brought this back into the MCU proper with the last few episodes. Yeah. Um, so I love what they did with this season. This was my favorite season of this show since like season three, the time travel episodes, how you got Sousa there and, and all the others. Sousa ends up there. They, they end up like breaking into area 51 Mm -hmm. and Simmons pretends to be Peggy Carter, pretends to be Peggy Carter to sneak into area 51. Uh huh. That's, so they they do a lot of wonderful callbacks and tie-ins and and it was a really it left a lot of people going why is this show getting canceled this show is great uh-huh so um you getting canceled because you didn't watch it <laughs> <laughs> exactly but but it hasn't been this great i mean like they had they really made a lot more of an effort i feel like if they had put out the same quality that they did on this last season for the past five seasons, and we would still have this show going. All right. So kind of here is the last couple of questions before we wrap up. So we know we're getting lots of, we're getting tons of Marvel material, MCU explicitly material on, and I, and I want it to be whatever this may be to be tied into the MCU as well. But I mean, these are like spinoffs. All the, all the MCU TV right now is on Disney Plus, and it's all spun directly from movies. Hmm. Uh, it's continuing movie character stories. Do we want to see another MCU show on ABC, on actual TV? Hmm. I mean, I really loved um, Agent Carter, too. So I was I was Me a too. big fan of... Uh, I've been a big fan of what ABC has done. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, anything done over there now, it's all back under the purview, and that's part of probably what helped this season. It's all back under Kevin Feige now. Like, mm-hmm. all the all TV, even if it's on ABC, is yeah. back under the MCU proper banner at, at the studio. Yeah. And I want to see something. Like, I, I love the idea of the Disney Plus stuff, but I really think, like, they should put something back, whether it's something that spins off of... 
this show. I mean, I mean, I still would like to go see that spinoff with, um, although she's busy doing the Orville, um, with, uh, with, with most wanted. Yeah. With most wanted. That was a, in my opinion, a travesty letting Adrian Pilecki mm-hmm. get away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I thought that they should have rolled Mockingbird and still probably should. If they want to bring her back, the best way to do that would be to just kind of bring S.H.I.E.L.D. back in the MCU, mm-hmm. which it appears it's back now. Right. Because Mac is, I guess, still the director, is the director at the end, right? He's on a helicarrier. Right. Yeah. Flying so, around on a helicarrier. So hopefully that means that S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to reemerge yeah. in the timeline. They still didn't tell us exactly what when they left. Because, you know, the MCU's kind of jumped ahead a few years on us. Yeah. So That's they didn't tell point. us if this they was... They could technically be, like, in 2020. Right. They didn't really tell us if they came back pre or post snap. Right. Hopefully post snap. Just Did they ever easier. address the snap? They nope. didn't, and that's why I think we might have come back post snap. Or well, I guess it really could have been either because no, they never addressed the snap. Um, See, I was getting excited at the in the last episode. Which, by the way, one of the biggest faults I have is that they. I get the last episode was called "What We Are Fighting For." But they said that line way too many times. <laughs> but I thought what they were getting at was we got to go back because Thanos is attacking mm-hmm. and we have to go back because we have a big part to play in that that we didn't see in Endgame. Right. And that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for all of humanity. Right. No, it would have been really, really cool excited. to have seen them like return like just in time to join the battle. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought was happening. But based on... Okay, so my theory is that they returned post-snap. And that's why Daisy is able to be there as part of S.W.O.R.D. and off out doing her own thing. Because I think if they come back too early, S.W.O.R.D.'s probably not there yet. Now, remind me, which movie do we see the teaser for S.W.O.R.D.? Do we see Fury on... Uh, That was Captain Uh, Marvel. At the the end of Far From Home. Oh, Far From Home. That's what I thought. So it's pretty late right, because in Far From Home it was revealed that Nick Fury has been a scroll. <laughs> pretty, right. I think I think the idea is since Winter Soldier, that yeah, when Nick Fury burned his eye patch and stuff, yeah, and like went away, and it was established in Captain Marvel that he's been friends with this scroll since the '90s, so he could have called him, and that Nick Fury's off doing whatever. We don't really know when he was replaced by the scroll. But we did see it in Far From Home that he's out in space right. somewhere while the scroll has been Nick Fury for an unspecified amount of time. So my my theory is that they either my my theory is that they missed the snap altogether. That I mean makes a lot less problems. My theory is that Fitz and Simmons sense. were off out there because they're in the prime timeline there for a little while and that they're out there. And when it show all the scenes that show them floating around the galaxy right. is that's when that all goes down. Okay. I, I could be totally wrong, but based on the fact that we at least get some indication that sword may be a thing with, with Daisy mm-hmm. is that yes, we're post snap. Oh, spe- Hey, so just to be clear, Fitz didn't like develop any special magic powers. Did he? He's no. just really, really intelligent. Yes. That's Correct. why he's a threat. Yes. Right. That's what I was that's what I thought they were going at. 
well, whenever they were talking about it at first, I'm like, oh, is Fitz like, I don't know, is he like Wesley and like went away with some kind of magic guy for a while and like <laughs> learned something, you know what I'm, that's what I thought it was going to be and that he's super powerful, but no, it's just, he's really intelligent and figured stuff out. Right. That he, would stop He's the linchpin. Invasion. You know, he's just, he, he's right. the factor. They don't know why, nobody knows why, but it turns out to be because he was the one with the. Um, time travel ability. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's the one who, and by ability, he just was smart enough to make a time machine. Right. Yeah. Because, the, and like right. Marissa's and saying, like the, the, the Chronicons, they know that whatever, for whatever reason, all possibilities, as far as completing their plan, all probabilities were fits as a live fail. So the catch is, is that to complete their mission, they have to kill Fitz. Okay. And then so, and they knew that that's why Gemma erased her memory. And they had set into motion a plan that all worked out where basically Fitz goes in this little box. And for him, it's like a split second. And then he's Ant-Man technology popping out in that bar. Yeah. Being like, what's up? It worked. Let's go. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I gathered. So I guess my idea there, what I kind of thought there was that they were so intelligent and Fitz figured out that they didn't need to get involved with the snap stuff. Mm-hmm. But that just wasn't their role to play. That's sort of what I kind of gathered was like they were out there during that time. I think you're right that during that time that they were out there, um, that's when all that happened. And because that all happened while they were floating around in space and probably was resolved without them that he was able to go. We don't need to get involved in that. Right. And just go and jump past it when they jump back forward. Yeah. Just jump past it. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, don't we see them going back? Cause yeah, when they go and they open the, um, the, the, the cubicle with a little girl in it, they've got, they've got the same people that they left guarding the box. Mm hmm. At the temple, so well, she's the real reason that they're, you know, that they're guarding it, right? But we don't see that they skipped any any time. They're like, oh, y'all are back already. For them, it was like a couple seconds, right? But time in that time in that timeline had already passed before they came back and built the machine. Like we have the years that Fitz and Simmons are just out there in space, right? But when they come back, they come back to an earlier point in time because they they have as much time as they need. They can just go out and float indefinitely and just come back when they need to. Right. Right. So they. So I don't know if it it works if they they came oh. back after the snap because they because no time is missed between basically for all practical purposes the last thirty seconds of last season and the last half of this episode. Or right back to back. So we don't have any time to. Right. I have Kevin Feige's official answer on it for you. Oh, you do? Shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't talk about it. Shut up. Okay. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> that is Kevin Feige's official answer. Okay. That's what Marvel wants you to, <laughs> wants you to do. Yeah. Just stop overanalyzing, right? Because nerds are known for not. Uh, overanalyzing things, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, maybe maybe someday they'll give us give us an answer. But just kind of coming full circle, like 
what did y'all think about, because, you know, sometimes you get a show that just regards, sometimes you get a show that's great and it gets up to its final episode and you go, what the hell just happened? Why? Like, you know, How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh my gosh. Um, so Worst offender. Just coming full circle, what did y'all think about the finale? Why don't you start, David? Very happy to see the characters that I watched for the first few seasons end up. And even though I only watched for the first few seasons, they did a great job calling back to even that continuity mm-hmm. and paying that kind of stuff off. They didn't forget about all that stuff that happened. And so with that in mind, they were able to then satisfy all that stuff that was set up. The relationship between Colson and Daisy has come full arc and has a great end. They had the, um, that you got to see Colson's car again, which I thought was, that made me smile so much because Mm. that, that was just a great ending for them. All the characters that I cared about that were still around, I got to see a happy, satisfying, good ending for them all. I was, there was, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the way I felt about it. It's like, there are things left unanswered that I would have loved to have had answered, Uh but I think given the circumstance, I think they did about as good of a job of tying everything as they could up with the number of episodes allotted to them this season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and like, it definitely like, okay, so the conclusion was satisfying. It wasn't. Yeah. The conclusion was satisfying. It didn't like, I felt like some shows like, um, big bang theory, like the last episode, like I felt like this one was a little bit like making sure all the ends were tied up. So like story wise, it wasn't necessarily, um, that like the, the, the second half of the episode or the, the, the last few minutes of the episode, um, it kind of dragged a little bit. I almost felt like, but I was okay with it because they took the time to kind of, kind of give you an idea of where everybody was. And so I, uh, I appreciated that. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like everybody, uh, enjoyed the final season and I hope that we get to learn more about those characters. And what goes on with them beyond and, and get a little bit more of an idea of how they still connect yeah. to the MCU if they do at all. Yeah. So does anybody have anything they wanted to add before we wrap up? I'm good. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. Uh, Marisha, where can people catch you? Online? You can find me at princessesandpadawans.com. You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right. And David, where can people find you and what you've got going on? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at stay underscore creative DD and on my YouTube channel, creative DND. Awesome. All right. And I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sai underscore fictionary. You can find me hosting our Star Wars show every week at Coruscant Radio Underground. If you've got questions or comments for us, you can drop those at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. And of course, you can check out our articles at thesciencefictionary.com. And as always, be sure to check out our podcast as well as the rest of our podcast family at red5network.com or at red5network on Twitter. And until next time, live long and prosper.